Season 3, Episode 4, Rise Up. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my voice is a little, it's a little scratchy this morning. Um, had a wonderful day yesterday. It was packed full of fun events. And um, it's, I guess, early morning. Not to me, it's not early. I've been up for an hour and a half, but... I wanted to sit down and get started with some ideas that were stewing around in my head. And, um, I called this episode rise up. Um, I was going back in case I haven't shared with you. And I think I have that some of the ways that I get to these podcasts and my topics is I've been going through my caring bridge that I write Um, I try to write it every week. I don't always get there because I just have so many thoughts throughout the day that I want to share that have come across experiences I've come across. And I went back about a year ago to my caring bridge and was looking at one of my entries and it was entitled rise up a thousand times during this time. And I'll get to where that came from. During this time, about a year ago, um, I had just gotten the news that I was going to be able to do, and I was going to be able to start my sixth round of chemo. And when I was in treatment, my, I mean, there were many battles, but one of the biggest things that was a struggle was my blood counts, um, my blood counts would drop to dangerously low levels that would prevent me to keep, would prevent me from going forward with more chemo. And, you know, chemo is such a catch 22. It's very bittersweet. You're injecting poison. Here's the bitter there. You're injecting poison into your body regularly to kill the bad stuff that's in your body. However, chemo is kind of like a blanket in the sense that it covers, yes, all the bad stuff, but it also covers the good stuff. So it depletes the body. And I was so grateful because my chemo that I was on was actually pretty mild compared to some of the other chemos that exist out there. Um, Like, I mean, I did lose my hair, but my hair loss was not due to chemo. It was due to, um, it was due to the radiation part of my treatment. And, but our, you know, my constant battle throughout was like, cause you're the schedule I was supposed to be on was I would be on chemo for five nights in a row. We're just, I, again, so fortunate. My chemo was just a pill. It wasn't like I had, didn't have to go in and get infusions. I didn't have to, you know, spend hours at hospitals, um, I, before I went to bed, I had to drink my last drop of water an hour before I took my, um, chemo pills and, you know, they dosed based on what they thought my body could handle, go to sleep, wake up the next day, start over. Um, and I do that for five days. And then the schedule is supposed to be, I would take 23 days off of not taking chemo and then I'd start back again. And a lot of people just do it right on schedule. Do, 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 and go along. It works great. My body was not having it. My blood counts would just plummet and continue to plummet. And no matter what I did, no matter what I ate, no matter what treatment I got, 
I still those blood counts to this day. So that was a year ago and a little over a year ago. And to this day, my blood counts still aren't all in normal range. I still have two different sections that I'm battling with and that's okay. You know, that's part of it. It's still healing. You know, I think about what my body's been put through and it's still healing. Um, anyway, like this round of chemo was particularly difficult because it's like, this was the schedule I was given. This is what I need to do. I need to be at 23, you know, it's on my 28 days. I need to be taking it. My body was like, no, 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 we can't do that right now. And I'm grateful for those signs. I'm grateful for blood tests that they can read in and be like, yeah, your numbers, if we continue to do this, it's going to deplete your body in a way that it's not going to recover. So, you know, God bless modern medicine and the things, the knowledge that we have that can be used to keep people going. But anyway, this, it was tough. It's tough when like, I'm such a rule follower. I'd like to live in my box and I love to be like, this is what's supposed to happen. This is what's going to happen. You know, and boy, if that has been a lesson learned throughout this whole process is that, Hey, I'm not in control, not in control. Never have been, never will be really not in control. Um, I think I've talked about before, like there's a visual that I heard during one of the sermons at one of the favorite churches I loved going and one of the great priests that I love listening to. And he, you know, he likens our path as us sitting in the lap of our dad as he was driving. So we thought that we were in control. Like when you're a kid, think about that. I'm sure you've all done that at some point where you're sitting in your lap of your mom or dad and you've got your hands on the steering wheel. Your feet can't reach the pedal because you're not big enough. And you're just turning that wheel back and forth, turning that wheel and thinking that you're driving the car when in actuality you're not. Your mom or dad is the one guiding the wheel determining how fast or how slow you're going, if we need to stop, if we need to speed up. That's who's in control. Yet we try so very hard to believe we are, but we're not. And during this particular time in my treatment, I got really overwhelmed. I had a full day where I could not stop crying. I cried all day because... I felt terrible. The world is in complete and utter disarray. Um, I really wanted to start the next round of treatment, but I knew what it was going to feel like, but I knew my body needed it. Um, and it was this time. I'm sorry. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. excuse me. I never sneezed just once ever. That was three. So that one's pretty mild. My record is 54. That's a whole other sidebar. Yes. I sneezed 54 times in a row. Unfortunately, my son has actually gotten that into the point that he's broken blood. Like he's gotten that trait from me and he actually broke blood vessels in his nose, like around it. He was all bruised from sneezing so much. Did you even know that could happen? I didn't even know that could happen. Anyway, complete off the wall sidebar, but, um, 
it was during this time when I just remember I was just having a hard, hard time and everything felt like it was just caving in. Like, and I remember I had a scan coming up. My blood counts were low. The world was in disarray and it just all was caving in on me is what it felt like. And I was failing. And then there's that. I was failing to give it up to God. He keeps trying to tell us over and over again. I promise you I have this yet. Our human side keeps going, really, I got it. I can do this. You know, it's like that determined toddler that's going to, or determined, you know, child that's going to like, I'm going to do it. And there's nothing that's going to stop him from doing it. And that's kind of how I feel. And it was during this time I was looking back on my journal that I wrote this. I wrote, um, because of my struggles this week, I have added to my prayer life in quotation marks. I trust you, Lord, period. End of prayer. What a simple prayer, right? I trust you, Lord. It's not me sitting there for hours spewing everything, going, oh, I need this. I need help with this. I need this, Lord. This is what I need. You don't, you know, God knows what we need. It feels, I mean, we need to tell him. So he, you know, he knows we recognize. We still need to tell him that. But how simple it is in those moments when we are just crying all day, maybe. You can't hold a clear thought in your head. Things just seem out of control. And you're grasping, like trying to grasp like a a slippery rope. You're trying to climb up a slippery hill and you're doing your best. And sometimes you just have to let go of the rope. Sometimes you just have to, you know, release the grip with your hands and just say, I trust you, Lord. And wait to feel the relief of all of that weight just shedding off of your shoulders. Like I can physically feel it as I'm sitting here, just saying that prayer and just, you know, recognizing, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. And giving it up, just give it up to him. Give it to him. Trust me, he can handle it. Um, you know, to kind of change subjects a little bit. The name of us is Rise Up, um, of this particular episode. And I had a friend who was going through a cancer, I don't like to use the words, word battle experience. Maybe that's better a cancer experience at the same time I was, we were in the hospital at the same time. He was at a different hospital than me. Um, this was his second bout of cancer, different part of his body. And he had his motto for his journey and his, his motto was rise up a thousand times. Think about Christ's walk. You know, my friend's walk was, 
His journey was quite brutal. It was tough. Um, he passed away from it um, a little over a year ago. And, but there he was in the hospital sending me encouraging texts. He has his own battle going on. And he sent me encouraging texts. He sent me funny things, things that would make me laugh. His wife continues those today, still sending me things that make me laugh. And he continued to rise up as many times as he could until his body physically couldn't do it anymore. And I have no doubt that he's up there watching over us, sitting next to Christ taking care of what he can take care of. And I know his life had such a meaningful purpose and continues to. And when it's my turn to go up there, I can't wait to see what God had waiting for him there and the purpose he had waiting for him in heaven. But, you know, that, that saying that rise up a thousand times, you're going to get knocked down. Life is going to knock you down. Over and over again. Like I think about, like I'm going back to Rocky and I keep thinking about, you know, I know I haven't given a Rocky reference in a while. That was all season one, but the Rocky reference is think, go back and watch those movies. And sometimes as bad as those punches are, they are, you know, they miss him by like, you know, a good, a good half a foot, but still, you know, he shakes his head, you know, Sylvester Sloan, you know, Apollo Creed's firing away with his punches and Rocky keeps like, flipping his head right and left like he's getting punched and there's like sweat flying everywhere. It looks like he's landing on his punches. He's actually missing him. But anyway, um, but if you look at that scene and, you know, go with the willing suspension of disbelief and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I understand this isn't really happening, but look, it's a cool movie. It's so fun anyway. But, um, you know, Rocky was taking his punches and it keep got getting back up. You're going to get punched in life. You're going to have a left hook come out of nowhere. I did about 21 months ago. I had a left hook come out of nowhere and it punched not only me, but everybody I knew. But with help, accepting help from everyone around you, from people you do know, from people you don't know, from getting on your knees and praying You get up, you dust off your britches, and you get back at it. That's what you do. That's what we're called to do. I thank my friend because he taught me that through his own struggle. There he was teaching me that it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter the overall outcome. What matters is you keep trying. There's so many times you get knocked down and you just want to stay down, right? You're just like, I'm just done. And that's okay to have those moments. Over and over again in this podcast, I have told you guys, he says, rest, be still. Be still. Do not be afraid. 365 times, guys, in the Bible, do not be afraid. Sometimes we do get knocked down and we need to rest and let our bodies regenerate. 
let the spirit heal us. And then we dust off our pants and we get back up again. It is amazing what you can do when you choose to rise back up. I read one time, it was a parable about an emperor moth. In the parable, it says it's a man came across one, uh, uh, okay, this man came across this moth that was struggling to get out of his cocoon. He was having a tough time. He brought the moth home. He was like, I'm going to help this guy. And he had the very best of intentions. He really did. And so he cut a small slit into the cocoon to make it easier in the cocoon to make it easier for that emperor moth to come out and for it to get free. But, you know, once it got freed, he saw that the wings of this moth weren't fully developed yet. So it couldn't fly. So the moth, it soon died. It died not long after that because you can't fly. And that's what it needs to survive. We need the struggles. We don't love the struggles. I don't love the struggles, but we need them because it's in those struggles that we develop into the being that Christ wants us to be, what he's designed us to be. In the middle of those struggles, that's when we learn the most. That's when we are in our struggles. We are on our knees going, God, I need your help. That's when we put all of our pride aside and the I can do this all by myself mode aside. And we realize we can't. And that doesn't make you a failure that we can't do it by ourselves. That makes you a genius that you've realized that. And that makes you hopeful that you don't have to do it by yourself. There are going to be struggles, but the struggles make you stronger. And if you have to rise up a thousand times, you keep dusting off your feet, dusting off your knees, dust off your clothes, dust off your britches. And if you have to take a few more punches from Apollo Creed, then you take a few more punches and you rise back up and you're not going to be the same. You might have scars from that and that's okay. The scars tell your story. Those scars are your story. Christ's scars are our story. He gave us, he showed us those scars to say, you know what? I understand. I understand how hard it is to get up, dust off your britches and go back at it again because he did. I know we're coming up on the Easter season. At least I am. It depends when you're listening to this, but think about when you come up on the Easter season 
Think about his path during that time frame. The betrayals. I mean, it's like a, I mean, it's a blockbuster movie between the betrayals and the lies that were told to him and about him and the beatings and the struggle and dragging the cross and think about it. He just kept getting beat down and he back up again and beat down and back up again. Rise, rise back up a thousand times. Don't be afraid of the struggle. Embrace the struggles. Embrace them, which sounds like seriously, you want me to embrace them, but I, the lessons that are taught, the strength that it gives you, that he gives you through those struggles. He puts us through those. It's like he is priming us for what this, what we need. That's what he's doing. Just focus. We all have a finish line and focus, focus on that amazing light at that finish line that's waiting for you because it's there. He's waiting for you with open arms. He really is. If you can imagine, like, do you ever think about if you have children, if you haven't, you've probably seen videos of babies taking their first steps, those toddlers taking their first steps and how, you know, that mom or dad or that loved one is squatted down with their arms open wide. And you see that toddler unsteady, you know, taking step by step, running, tripping, you know, weaving back and forth, trying to make it to those open arms. And they're not fully equipped, but just equipped enough and just balanced enough to get there. And they might fall and pop back up again. And then try again to get to those open arms that are waiting for us. His arms are there, open wide, waiting to embrace us when we cross that finish line of life and get to where he's always destined us to be with him, with the angels in heaven. I want to close out with um, a scripture, and it's um, James 1 two and three. And actually somebody gave me this on a hat and I love the hat. It's black. It's got silver glittered letters on it. And it just says, it has, um, pure joy is what it says on my hat. And then it has James one, two dash three. And in case you don't know it, and guys, I will be confession time. I do not memorize scripture. Well, I don't, I know like three verses by heart, but that's why we have Bibles to refer to these and highlight these. And I have a notebook that I take notes and write all my favorite scriptures in because when I need that inspiration, I need to know his words. That's the one I go to all the ones that move me. And I highly recommend you doing that, putting, having a journal that you write all your favorite scriptures in. Um, just because I, I keep trying to get better at this because I'm not, and I know I'm so in awe of people that can just spout scripture from, memory and can apply it so easily. But I have my book that I, that stays on my countertop that helps me with this. But here's James uh, chapter one, verses two and three. And it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. 
consider it joy. Because when you are tested, develops, helps you to continue to persevere. You guys, thank you for listening. I am Sarah Vioso, and I will see you at the next, or hear you, or you'll hear me at the next episode of Surviving Fear. Mm-hmm.